Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. Chance Brown, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? I'm going to ask Chance the opening question. Chance, and, and for you all, and today we're going to do something a little different. I actually want you guys to pause after I ask this question and reflect. So, the question is, what has been going well for you this week? Now, again, this is the honor system, so nobody's going to know but you. You know, you can just carry that with you today, though, if you didn't. So, don't want to guilt trip you, but I do. So, Chance, what 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 has been going well for you this week? So, as I'm curious, are we talking about one moment or like something consistent? Make it what you want it to be. It's your interpretation. Okay. Um, Brenda and I went to a trampoline park Sunday, and it was fabulous. And I felt like a child, and it's, <laughs> it's I think it's called a, yeah, it's called a trampoline park. And there's, like, a ton of little kids. That, I wouldn't say little kids, but, like, I don't know, like, 8 years old, uh, 12 years old or something. Maybe that's, like, the primary age, and... Sitting over here at 23 at a trampoline park, bouncing around with kids. It was just, I don't know, it was fun. You're just, no care in the world. What? That's yeah, awesome, man. man. What that's, about you? That's awesome. I have two this week that are really cool. Uh, one this weekend, so I got to have fam- a lot of family time this weekend. And I sort of did it in my dad's language of hangout time, and I'll explain that in a second. So, my dad for a long time now has been wanting to get a horseshoe set, a horseshoe, and build a horseshoe pit and be able to play horseshoes. So this weekend, after my dad getting it this past Christmas, like it's been a little while um, since he got this, and we've been we've been working to do this, and now that I have more freedom in my schedule, I we were able to do it this weekend. So me, my dad, my mom, and our sweet neighbor, Miss Francis, got together, and one, we made like a really nice fire pit and fire ring out of cinder blocks, and poured sand in it, and did all these different things to prep that up, and two, we got our horseshoe set up, and it was it was great because, for those of you that don't understand horseshoes or haven't played because that was me before this weekend we had to cut these big pieces of wood and got to put them together and got to drive a stake in the ground and like do all this stuff that's like super father son e. and it was just really cool and I really had a good time I um got to use a chainsaw for a little while cutting these big old things like it was like a it was like an outdoorsman experience big time so used that was a, really cool used a chainsaw yeah man the, i mean so the wood was like really thick like extremely thick it was wood that they actually used to use on the railroad and we got it from a friend who used to work on the railroad and then we used it to create our cornhole setup so i mean it was very thick wood to where about the only saw we really could use was a chainsaw. That's cool, man. I look it forward was, to seeing it. Was it was wild. Yeah, man, Chance will be coming to play very soon, I'm imagining. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it was cool because we cut it, and then like tons and tons of these black ants came out, like so many, dude. And they also like slugs and stuff were on it, like it was crazy, and like super neat at the same time. And uh, but anyway, then we shoveled sand and did some other things. It was a lot. I carried, I mixed a lot of cement, carried a lot of cement blocks, a lot of like physical labor. Since everybody else there was sort of older, so. Hey, your parents aren't old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we, I mean, just from, just from a standpoint of all the things we were I doing, know, it was better. I know, I'm, I'm just... um, oh, I, I know where you're coming, man. But anyway, but I really enjoyed that time this weekend. Like, that family time and that connection is very important to me. So, capitalizing on that value of mine, the connection value and the fun value and the adventure value, getting to use a chainsaw and seeing all the black ants come out like a, like a ludicrous amount, that was so awesome. So this, I have two this week. There was a second one. I made some of my first, or at least my first major stock market investments this week and am executing on my investment income plan, and I'm doing really well there. And so I was just super excited about that as well. So I got some some good holdings and got some exposure in the real estate market and like did a lot did a lot of good things this week. So anyway, but I won't get too laborious with that. But yeah, that was my, my good awesome. stuff this week. Yeah, man. So chance, you wanted to update us on some of the things from the other episodes that you've been working on? Yeah, so briefly I had a secondary thing too. Uh one of my friends from since I was a little kid actually got married and uh it was a beautiful wedding and uh it was it was wonderful. Always enjoy uh, weddings between two people that I feel are, are very good for each other, and I think this was definitely one of those situations. So, anyways, wanted to throw that out there as well. Update on the nail polish stuff. It's working wonderfully. Um, <laughs> actually, could completely helped. Uh, so definitely suggest that. Um, I understand that at the wedding, you were really being a. How do you say? Being a being a salesman for the nail polish. Yeah, so the nail polish was working really well for me. And then as far as meditating goes, um, I feel like it's kind of an on-off thing. It's not necessarily every single day, which is good because I don't push myself to do it where it's like a forced thing, but it's an enjoyable thing to where if I do have the 10 to 15 minutes to go on and meditate, uh, I do get to do that. I do find myself typically taking a 15-minute nap, but I think it is valuable still and very relaxing um not to say that i'm not i'm probably not getting the most that i could out of it but uh other things sleep uh i would say sleep's pretty good i'm getting close to seven and a half eight hours sometimes it's less and my sleep sleep schedule hasn't necessarily been consistent which is one thing we've always recommended so i do get tired sometimes throughout the day the coffee thing i did definitely haven't done i did it for one day i did do i did it for one day and it and uh actually had a headache the next day <laughs> but uh yeah that was a that's a quick recap oh and then sorry i thought of another thing the values uh i did get my top i actually had 13 13 values and uh i don't have them with me right now but trying to study those and meditate on them so i'm very aware of them so that i can put them into practice but how about you man yeah yeah definitely so for me, I, now that you bring up values, I just wanted to reflect because this week I sort of realized a couple of things. I've almost like got my top five values. So, and the tighter you can narrow them and get those top values, the better because then you you 
you decrease the amount of focus you have to put on a bunch of different areas. So the five I've got right now are faith, freedom, connection, self-actualization, and self-expression. Those are the five that are really like, yeah, man. And, uh, but yeah, especially the, the first, the first three this week, I'd realized the other two before, but the first three this week and maybe some of last week, these past two weeks have really just came to me as things that are really important to me. And I've been getting a lot closer to my faith and really working on that and trying to grow a relationship with God and trying to do all those good things. So, and, and it's really going well for me. So, and I'm, I'm seeing the benefits already. So that's been cool. Uh, so there's that. Yoga has been really awesome. That has just been such a... I just love that form of exercise. And exercising in another way, I've come to really enjoy basketball outside, just shooting. And that's been really cool. Those are I was telling Chance before we started recording that those are the two types of exercises that really energize me as opposed to making me feel tired afterwards. So... That's great. I actually shot basketball just before we started recording. Recording. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get into the content here. So, I want to start this off with a... I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions, and I'm interested to see how much you resonate with them. And if you do resonate with these questions, then listen close to this episode, because we've got some good stuff for you. So, here are the questions. Do you avoid conflict, anger, or negative emotions of any sort? Do you take pride in viewing yourself as a nice person or a people pleaser? Well, that was actually me before I realized that I had that I had become enslaved to pleasing others, but at the expense of my own desires and emotional needs. And oftentimes, avoidance of conflict with others and avoiding negative emotions within ourselves can lead to emotional repression that could then wreak havoc on our peace of mind. And thankfully... For this episode, like I stated before, we've got good news because we're going to provide you with information that will help to give you more peace of mind as well as lift that weight off your shoulders, lift that anxiety burden. So if you guys did resonate with either of those questions, then I would greatly, I think you would greatly benefit from listening to this this episode and giving this particular weight if you're a nice person because this is a model of anxiety that was studied um, by a psychiatrist, the same guy that wrote the book that we've been that we've been um, setting up an affiliate partnership with this entire season, and that I've read. And this is just a great one to tune into if you feel that you're more of a people pleaser or a nice person. So, overly nice that is. So the reason that I wanted to put a whole episode to this is because I have a lot of personal things that go along with this topic my personal history I am a recovering people pleaser guys I like at an AA meeting I'm standing up guys I'm Corbin Elliott I'm a recovering people pleaser it's it's real though and I noticed this with myself that I was repressing a lot of emotions and even in my childhood like my parents have they even comment a lot whenever we talk about how I was when I was younger is that they noticed that I was never, I was not vocal about my emotions. Like, even as a very young child, it was very infrequent that I would cry. Like, like almost, 
Like, why is this baby not crying? You know, sort of thing. Maybe not a baby, but as a young as a young toddler, I didn't complain. I didn't have anything like that. And I feel that a lot of the time, whether it was conscious or not, I was sort of avoiding rocking the boat, regardless of whether I actually had something that I had a problem with or that, you know, I just didn't want to disrupt the water or disrupt the people around me. And I noticed that even in my young adulthood, I sort of, there was, I sort of avoid conflict. And I get caught up in the the way I should feel. Like at all, I should always be, like, I, I would idealize things and say, you know, I should always be happy. I should always have control. You know, I should be able to control my emotions and I should be able to do all these different things. And I've realized that a lot of that's led to my anxiety. It's at least played a role in it. The fact that I do avoid conflict on some situ- on some level and that I have mo- emotions that I don't want to pull out from my subconscious and actually deal with because I'm afraid of the pain. So, um, yeah. I want to give you the premise of the emotional, the hidden emotion model. Chance, do you have any thoughts so far? Since this is sort of a ride-along episode. So, yeah, for reference, um, we, we say ride along as Corbin's got more of this planned out where I was going to give my two cents here and there. No, I'm actually just kind of thinking on my own to see if I can relate with any of this, but I'm not anything as of now, but if something comes up. I'm yeah, sure no, I, d- I didn't think that you would relate with it so much. I, d- I do think that the audience, like I said at the beginning, for you guys to pay attention and see if you do connect with any of this, because if you are anxious and you see some of these things in yourself, I would I would pay attention and see if you could get some value out of this episode. Because I definitely I, guess, I definitely know that if I was if I was listening to this episode before I made this realization that it would really help me a lot and that's why I'm making the episode. Because I want to take things that I've lived through and give you the fast track solution so that you don't have to go through all the pain. So what, did you have something to say, yeah. Chance? Yeah, so I don't like I don't think I'm on the people pleaser portion of it, but I'm trying to observe my thoughts on if I had any emotions in because I'm like thinking through that as of now. But I'm gonna keep reflecting on that and see what I can come up with. Great, man. Great. So the idea behind the hidden emotion model. So remember we're talking about anxiety. And the idea is that when there is an emotion that is not expressed or whether there's a internal conflict that you're holding down, and like I said, avoiding conflict, and you're not actually telling the person you have a problem with something that happened, or, you know, maybe you are in a situation you don't like, but you're trying to convince yourself that you should keep going down that path because of other circumstances, but really you know you don't want to do that, but you're repressing that because you don't want to feel the pain of changing paths, and doing something maybe riskier or something that other people don't don't you know respect as much these are just examples of that and whenever you push that under and try to not face that you sort of push it into your unconscious mind and the issue with that is it would be nice if you could just push it down there and there'd be no problems but when you do that for long enough those problems start to manifest themselves in other ways. They start to come up. 
and that's called anxiety under this model. I'll explain it to you this way. So pretend that you're in your kitchen and you've, there's dust, there's dirt on the floor, somebody tracks stuff in, there are cups on your counter, say, some trash on your counter. As opposed to sweeping up the dust, throwing it away in the trash, and having a clean kitchen, you sweep it under the rug. This saying that is very familiar for a lot of people. You sweep the dust under the rug. Because, oh my gosh, you want to avoid having to actually do the little bit of extra work of grabbing the dustpan, sweeping it up, grabbing the cups off the counter, and throwing them in the trash. Instead, it's much easier for you just to just to knock things over and sweep them under the rug, the literal rug, say, in your kitchen. The problem with this is, if you do that for long enough... Hey, you that, have to buy a lot more rugs so yes, you can sweep more stuff yes, under. You're going to have to buy a lot more mines... <laughs> To, to maintain that. Sorry, I had to. has <laughs> got to the moral joking. of the story. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. And our first sponsor with uh, Rooms to Go. <laughs> um, but, uh. <laughs> See, I was listening there. No chance. I love it because I'm going to. I deliver this, this, this serious content, and it's actually good that you break it up with, with, yeah. with a little bit of comedy. That's actually great. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So, anyway. After a while, if you don't want to go out and buy more rugs, <laughs> that th- the first rug is you know it's going to be begin to lift off the ground, you know, because you're just stuffing stuff under there, you know. So, and that rug lifting off the ground, and you starting to see all the crap that was under there. That's whenever anxiety comes to a point. And I had this, and I had that moment in this past year, and I I it was building up, and I was having a lot of tension for the year. Like I told you guys before, it was building up in my body. And a lot of it is because I had a lot of unex I had situations that I wasn't necessarily happy in that I was repressing because I didn't want to deal with the pain and the the social things that had to do with me taking a different path. And it it caused that rug had lifted off, man. I was seeing I was seeing Wendy's cups under there. I was seeing like old cat poop and all sorts of stuff under that rug that I'd been brushing under there. And like bad stuff. It started to smell, man. Mm, and man. and that's my and that's my anxiety, you know, that seeing all that stuff, it started flooding out because after a while, man, that's that's not sustainable for you to push it under there. So that's that's a thing. And there's a couple in the book, if you if you do if you do click our link and grab that book. You can actually learn more about this from an actual professional, but who who is a mental health professional. There are a couple self-defeating beliefs. If you watch that that episode that we talked about self-defeating beliefs that are associated with these behaviors that make you prone to the hidden emotion model and and that model being effective for you. So, these self-defeating beliefs include the belief that you have to please others. The belief that you need to avoid anger at all costs. The belief that you have to avoid conflict at all costs. The belief, like I said earlier about myself, that you have to be happy and joyful and all these things all the time. And you're not allowed to be sad or angry or, or anything else that is a negative emotion. And these are just a couple of these self-defeating beliefs that are indicated 
in people who have repressed emotions and repressed situational things that need to be expressed. So if you do relate with any of those things, if you do a little bit of a, a little bit of a self-think, keep listening because we're about to get to the steps about how you can actually dig yourself out of this. And pull that rug up, sweep those cups out so that you can actually enjoy your life more, feel less gray and less anxious and maybe have less chest pain or back pain or whatever pain you have. All, all the benefits that come from anxiety going away. And save money on not buying more rugs. And save money on not buying more rugs. But if you want to buy more rugs, you can get our product. Um. <laughs> that was a good promotional ad area there. Yeah, Insert man. ad here. Insert ad here. Hey, uh, I did think of something. It's on the opposing side, but I'm curious of your thoughts. And I'm just going to tell an experience briefly. Because I, yeah, no, I guess please, is really... please, please tell the experience, Chance. I want, I want to, and the audience, man, I know they digging you, so you, you let it rip. That's you, man. That's you. <laughs> no, um, it's, it's the, it, yeah, it's the opposite. So you know, I probably my challenges were different than Corbin's, um, but I was the opposite. As I feel like, as far as this situation goes, when I was a kid, me and Nick used to play one on one basketball all the time. And I would get ticked if I lost. And instead, I've realized that I was like, okay, I'm going to try to better manage my anger. Not that I managed it, but better manage. Instead of like kicking the ball or yelling or screaming, I would validate or talk to Nick of why I was mad. And talking it out made it better. It didn't make sense necessarily because Nick probably was like, "Why? Wow, okay, you lost. You, you lost because I played better. It but it was a matter of me being able to explain it and talk it out helped me. Um, it was kind of silly looking back at it, but I still kind of I, I still kind of go that route because I'd rather talk about it and say why I'm mad rather than uh, burst out into frustration in other ways. But I don't. That's know. What awesome. are you? I'm, I'm just curious. Curious of your thoughts, and I feel like it was the maybe not what to do, but another side of how something's handled yeah man well i like that I, th- I think the expression is big man i think the expression is big you know like one of my values that's my self-expression across the board so that's definitely big and definitely is a great counteractive measure to have those like tying it back to the episode we just created last week's episode about social support and having those deep vulnerable and empathetic relationships is that you can actually you have your trigger fingers a little bit quicker to to express those emotions because you have a relationship that is trusting and understanding and empathetic and that vulnerability is a norm so now you don't have to you don't feel like you have to repress those emotions as much yeah and in but my yeah, situation was- like I shared about fearing what other people would say if I made a different decision, even though I wasn't happy with my situation. If I have good relationships where vulnerability is the norm, I can express that, man. And I'm not going to have as big of an issue with this hidden emotion model. You know? So, like, with Chance, I could tell him about this sort of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's a, that's a nice through line to last episode to show you how that does actually apply in a, in a very practical way. So cool, but but we're not saying we're not saying if you lose in a game, go tell your friends why you're mad. 
that's not what I was promoting there. I was just no, but I mean, <laughs> in some cases, it may be a good thing, especially if you have that close Talk, friend. You know, if there's a talking love there. through, yeah, talking through your emotions might be more of the promotion I'm getting at. Um, it wasn't right. necessarily promote, a promoting story, just something relatable to oppose what we've been discussing um, on how. Because when I would go inside at that point, not that my anger was completely gone, but I felt a lot more emotionally stable since it had been yeah gotten out in an what well, we would say you know if you address it appropriately to get those emotions out so yeah anyways. and probably a healthier way that benefited more people because otherwise if you were still hanging out with Nick you'd probably it would it might come out you might be upset with him on a on a like a even if you weren't actually thinking about being upset with him it might come out in other ways that are a little bit less like it may be more off-putting to him if you had just kept it in yeah, and by no means did I keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> you were very expressive. You that I mean, especially I remember like us because Chance and I, our friendship. Give you a little bit more background, and then we will move on to the to your solution here if you have related to these things. But Chance and I's friendship. So we were friends initially in middle school, right? We, okay. Yeah, might it might even been before that. Okay. Yeah. What What was the we beginning for you? We, well, our parents used to take us to uh, the, oh. I forget what they were called. Yes. They used to read Penny books Bear to picnics. us and stuff when we were little kids. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. Yes, yeah, we went to the library. Like the library, yeah. Yeah, well, my great aunt works at that library, actually. We were talking about that the other day. Anyway, um, but yeah, we used to do that because our parents, so my mom was friends with his mom's sister or his aunt, to put that in, yep. in actual people terms. And uh, <laughs> so... We started there, but in middle school, we sort of, we were friends, and then we sort of fell apart, I think. We did a science project together. Yeah, we did. With Mike Freeman. Yeah, and we can tell you that story another day, just for time. Pickles on my biscuit. Just for time. Yeah, we'll we'll just drop that Easter egg there, pickles on my biscuit. Um, But but anyway, we've been friends for a lot of time, but I feel like the reason I, this attaches to this episode is because I feel like you were more going to express yourself totally cool with conflict in middle school and I was sort of the I was sort of the keep your emotions in don't express yourself looking back at it now that I've realized the things about myself that I have I don't know and maybe that's why our relationship worked for a little while but I just sort of had enough after a while (laughs) I think that's what happened basically but then you sort of matured out I think and then I was like my my struggles were different um not to get into that fully, but more or less, it was just really self-centered. That's something I still work on. But yeah, I, I yeah. my, yeah, yeah. I would have saying I think our I think our energies sort of balanced in that way. Like you were very like your own words, me, 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 and I was very like, oh yeah, walk all over me, whoever you are. Like that was, yeah. you know what I mean. So I think that it meshed because of that. But I think we both sort of come closer. We both sort of come to the middle now. And that it works better because it's actually a balance now. So yeah, yeah and, and bonding over Low Myers late night. Yes, papers. Yes. But anyway, we'll, we'll give them more of that story another time. We'll have to take some time. <laughs> we'll have to take some time we'll just a, to do some. We'll have an, an intermission between seasons to yes. recap and on track. Yes, as in the theater world. Oh. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so the hidden emotion model. <laughs> Uh, so, 
it's there's actually a, hidden, so we can't find it. So we'll get yeah, back to it. Yeah, I can't even find. I can't even find the model. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's the it's the dad humor. So back to the hidden emotion model. So as promised, I'm going to give you a little bit of intel about how you can actually do something about this, and how you can correct your situation and the, the hidden repressed emotions that you have that are holding you back from living the life that you actually want to live. So, it's a two-step process. I would say a simple two-step process, but I might be lying to you there because it's going to depend. It's going to depend on how deeply you bury these things. So, for you guys on a practical level, there are two steps to unearthing the anxiety and, and curing yourself. The first step is bringing the problem, like we've said, that's been under your conscious level to conscious awareness. So discovering what it is that's bothering you. And you can do this through a couple of ways. Like I just said, I just gave you the example of free writing. You can also, and this is piggybacking on the last episode, like I believe we mentioned earlier, about if you have a close friend, it's a relationship not built on merit but built on love. It's a relationship where vulnerability is the norm and empathy is the norm. Then it's you can actually talk to a friend about this stuff and sort of do an active brain dump to them. And through that, they can actually help you to pinpoint what's going on with you and maybe what your point of impingement is that maybe you don't want to admit to yourself. And the reason that's powerful is because looking at yourself and trying to determine that from you're basically, you are the subject of the anxiety. It's difficult to tell where the anxiety is coming from whenever you are the subject. I think this is a great thing for why we have therapists and why we have other professionals who help consulting in that way because sometimes it is hard to see that when you when it's happening to you. So... And I paint it like this, it's looking at yourself and trying to make a determination about that is like looking at a mirror that you have in a funhouse. Like, you know, the ones you see at maybe carnivals or the fair or something like that. It, you know, it gives you a distorted image of yourself. You know, some of them make you real tall, which which Chance would love. It makes you tall? I need to go to one of those. And, you know, some of them make your <laughs> face real wide or whatever it may That'd be. That'd be awesome. And that's what you're looking at, though, whenever you're trying to make a determination about yourself. So a lot of times the most powerful thing is to either write it out on a journal and take a third-person perspective about reading through the thoughts and objectively saying, okay, what where, what things seem to bother me a lot, but maybe I don't want to act on because I'm afraid. Or doing the same thing with a friend and and gaining that, re- that valuable resource for them to be able to reflect a little bit more accurately. So once you've taken that step, step two is then expressing the feelings you have around the problem and doing something about it. So in my case... Once I discovered that the problem lied in my professional path and where I was going, the first thing I did was told people about it. I told loved ones. I told the people that before I was scared to tell because I thought that maybe they'd think less of me or, you know, maybe 
I don't know, maybe that they wouldn't accept me or maybe wouldn't love me as much or like wouldn't think as much as me, wouldn't wouldn't think as much of me rather. And that bothered me. And I just needed to get that out. So I once I expressed that feeling and then doing something about it, you know what that is? It's doing this podcast. And it's starting this peace and purpose brand. And it's contributing in the way I like to. Doing the things that I'm good at. Communicating with you all. Connecting with you even though it's over the internet. Helping you in the way, in these fundamental ways that I've always wanted to. And I'm expressing that. Not only if I... Not only have I expressed it and told people and brought that out in the world and said it openly, I'm doing something about it. And I'm actively pursuing that. Even though it's not the the middle class safe job that everybody says, oh yeah, become a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. Well, I'm just not one of those people that that's meant for. So... After I release this, I cannot express to you enough the liberation. So I, I want you guys to really think about that. And those are the two practical steps you could do. You could take. So, gaining assertiveness. Talking about releasing your burden, and because we just talked about expressing it um, in that context. So, this can be scary. You know, there's a reason that we haven't done it previously you know we're, we're afraid of it in some way because we're just holding we, we're repressing it for a reason so I would suggest actually taking baby steps here if I mean I didn't necessarily that I can think of but if it's really scary to you maybe you start with something smaller that's been bothering you maybe just like a little interpersonal thing or something at a lower level for you and I want you to engage in maybe like a constructive conflict, not one where you're all out lashing out, but in a way that you can express your feelings, even if that's not necessarily what the person wants to hear. Doing that and seeing that the downside is not nearly as bad as we think it is. We perceive and assume the downside is going to be something tremendous and terrible, but in actuality, it really isn't that bad. So try doing that. And engaging in, pro- in productive conflict. So, you know, do it in a way that's tactful. You know, don't just, don't just berate them. But get used to saying things that aren't what people want to hear. You know, the, the people pleaser, pleaser tendency in me re- restrained against that and it pushed against that. But I, I overcame that. And, and you can too. So... A big part of this is, you know, don't let that fear be in the driver's seat, you know? A good saying is, let inspiration drive you, and let that maul that fear, as opposed to letting fear hold you where you are. So, Chance, what do you think about that? So, kind of going off what you were previously saying, um, I agree 100% in the fact that you should be 
open about your feelings and you shouldn't bottle that in. You should sweep that trash from without like out of the under the rug or how many ever rugs that you have. Um, one thing that I guess I would advise as I, like I said, I probably wouldn't necessarily relate directly with what Corbin's saying, not to say that that might not be a portion of what I've experienced before, but thinking through it, I don't think that's really prominent for me. But one thing is the approach on how you address it with others. So I think it's very important to pay attention to how you address those emotions when getting them out. So, you know, obviously while you're sweeping that trash out, that approach is very key to other relationships and to those that you're speaking to about. Um, because if you release that emotion as something negative or something passionate and it doesn't come across as appropriate, sometimes that can leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. Whereas I think it's valuable to get that trash out and to express yourself. Just be cautious of how that's said so that those are like like Corbin said, it's that it's that little pain that it's that throw up. Um, but when you you know when you go through that process, be cognitive of how you're doing that. Um, just to be cognitive of the other person that you're speaking with about it. Hopefully that made sense. Yeah, it does. It does perfectly. Like throw up in the throw up in the wastebasket as opposed to your bed or in your pillowcase. Exactly there. Yeah, if you're sitting I love there sick, it. I love it. Continuing the analogy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll draw that thing to the death of me. So, so chance you had a challenge for them. Um, my challenge would just be. I mean, and I think Corbin's going to probably expand on this. Well, Corbin, go ahead with what you have. I think my challenge is going to be an extension of yours. Okay. Yeah, man, that sounds good. So, from the putting your finger on it section, especially if you guys resonated with this, I want you guys to implore the trying to bring the problem to to conscious awareness. Talk with friends. You know, if you if you have those relationships or if you've built those relationships that we talked about last episode, have been working on those, or if you already have those existing, start trying to express those things to a friend and seeing if they can sort of indicate the things that are bugging you, and maybe you don't want to admit you're bugging. It's, remember, it's going to be the question of, what do I know that I wish I didn't? What do I deep now know that I wish I didn't? What I wish I didn't have to face in order to get through this? And then from there, try to employ the expression in a way that's, I think Chance makes a excellent point about the tact for the expression of your emotions or the way you go about renavigating and renegotiating your situation, whether it be a career or a relationship, your finances or, you know, anything to that manner. I want you guys to, if you feel that this model applies to you, go ahead and try to apply those tips. And I'd love to see what it does for your life. So Chance, you want to, you want to piggyback? Yeah, I would say just, uh, clarity or to in in addition to that try to try to find one of those hidden emotions that you're struggling with try to find that person that you need to speak to about it and run through it in your head run through it in a mirror i mean it's not it's not a silly thing to practice and say 
what is this going to look like? Am I going to say this appropriately? Um, not to stress yourself out about how you're going to say it, but give it a <laughs> shot, you know, see how it sounds and yeah. then address it. Don't be, don't let that be something that, you know, eats you up inside, you know, and be similar to Corbin's scenario where, it, you know, it goes on for a long time and then you see the opposing side where Corbin has all this freedom now and we want you to experience that freedom as well. So I would say the challenge is take some time, reflect on it, see what it would look like, practice, you know, that approach and then, you know, go ahead and maybe one of your smaller emotions, something that's slightly bothering you that you feel that you haven't addressed, you know, go through with that and, uh, and hopefully you experience something similar to, to what Corbin is experiencing. Yes, I think that's great. I think that is excellent. Rip off the Band-Aid. So I want to end the rep- I want to end the episode with a quote. So this is a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest achievement. We love you, and we want you guys to just have an incredible week and an incredible life. We hope that you guys are gaining value from these, and I want to I want to catalyze and create something and help you to realize things about yourself and help you to improve your life so badly, and I want this to come across this medium and through this mic because I say it and I mean it. And I think Chance stands on the same exact page with me. Yes, sir. So... Please, please, um, if you're gaining value from this, please continue to listen, and we really hope to to hear from you or to speak and be in your ears again next week. So thank you very much. We love you all, Chance. Love you, man. I really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk yeah to man, you love you too. Love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Without y'all, um, what we would doing, what we would be doing, would not have the value that it does. Um, and the other thing is always, you know, be kind. Everything that we talked about today, try to try to incorporate kindness in that. But otherwise, hope you'll have a wonderful week. If you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love, you can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph, depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates Program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising commissions by advertising and linking to Amazon.com and its affiliated sites. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose podcast. See you next week.